0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, my brothers and my sisters in Christ. What's on your agenda today? What do you hope to accomplish this morning? What is it going to be where you're walking out to your car after service today and you're saying to yourself, among all the things that we did this morning at Trinity Lutheran Church, at least we did blank. What goes in that blank for you? For Austin and Gio and Elijah and John Isaac, I got a pretty good guess. I think they would like to get confirmed today. Two whole years of poring over your Bible, of your catechism, learning the scriptures, learning how to express things the right way, learning how much of a stickler I am for details, and how I will inflict my sense of humor on you as long as I have a captive audience. That's been painful, so you're ready to be done with that. You're ready to be confirmed. You're ready to be done, right? As if your confirmation is when you're done, right? Not quite. But for a lot of you, if you're a confirmed member of Trinity, it's been a while since you got confirmed. You don't really have a light at the end of the tunnel that you're looking forward to. There isn't an event In your future like a confirmation or a graduation that you're looking to accomplish but you have goals you had an agenda coming in just like i did we have things that we want to make sure happen in the service maybe maybe you were excited to sing a particular song maybe you were hoping to hear music that was an old favorite Or a new fun tune that makes you feel good in ways that words alone just can't accomplish. Maybe that's your number one goal for Sunday morning. Maybe you're a bit of an intellectual and you are looking forward to the sermon because you want to hear something informative, you want to make sure that you hear something brand new, get some new information that you can use to help you in your week. Maybe that's your goal, your agenda for today. Or if we're going to be brutally honest, maybe your goal or your agenda for this morning at Trinity Lutheran Church was to get through it. You're looking for that closing blessing. You're looking for that final amen. That's what you're looking forward to the most, to be able to get in your car and go on the way home and say to yourself, I did it. I went to church. I checked the box. I'm good to go. Go fire up the grill. Go out to lunch. Go see if that comforter and that bed are still as comfortable as ever. To just say, we did it. Why do we think like this? Why do we walk around with agendas and missions and objectives for everything we do? It's because that's how we are trained to behave in every other aspect of our lives. You want to go out to eat tonight? Where do you want to go? What restaurant do you want to go to? You look at the menu. What do you want to order? You go to the doctor. What questions do you have? What answers do you need to get before your appointment is over. You go to your therapist. What, do, what issues are you looking to address? You know, in our lives, it's all about us. We are trained to set the agenda. We are trained to have our mission, our goal. What do you want to study? What do you want to be when you grow up? What kind of person do you want to date and marry? All that kind of stuff. But you got to see that when we bring that kind of thinking into church, into our relationship with God, the damage we do is catastrophic because first of all we have no right we have no right to come before a holy transcendent magnificent god whom we can't even understand and tell him what to do we have no right to say to god god you better make me feel better God, my life is so stressful, you better take some of that burden off of my back. you got to do it, God. We have no right. Because in our relationship with God, we have no collateral. We have nothing to pony up to God to leverage him to work on our behalf. We've got nothing on God to force him to act in our best interest. So to demand that he do that seems a little bit arrogant like we're forgetting our place that he is holy 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 is the lord god almighty and we are not that but second of all whatever agenda whatever goal whatever mission we had that was at the number one seat in our hearts for this morning or with your relationship with god it is always far too small if your number one mission for this morning was to hear a song that makes you feel good, that you like, that you enjoy. You know what music you listen to. Why didn't you just pull up, pull up Spotify and pull up the artists that you know you like? If your number one mission is to hear something informative, to hear something brand new, to have your intellect stimulated, why not just read a book? But the real issue with having, setting these as our goals is if you don't hear a song that you like, or you don't hear anything particularly new in the service or the sermon, is your relationship with God, therefore, failed? Has God failed you, or have you failed him? And if we make the service all about what we can do for God, checking off a box for God to get God off our backs, we're treating God like the doctor or like the therapist. You see, one hour... Uh, you see for one hour in a week and then you can pretty well forget about When's the last time you thought about your doctor and your relationship to your doctor outside of an appointment with him or her? But that's not God. No, when we set the agenda, when we have our goals, objectives, and missions for our relationship with God, the damage we can do is catastrophic. But when we allow God to be the one, who sets the agenda when we throw off everything we're trying to squeeze out of god and we let him just give what he's here to give us we find so much more than we could ever ask for you find so much more than you deserve when you come to god and you simply receive and that's the point of our lesson for today from numbers chapter six Because in the book of Numbers, the Israelites have escaped Egypt. They are no longer under the heavy hand of slavery of Egypt. Now they're free. Now they're free as their own people. And they're free to worship. Free to worship like this publicly with each other. Something that's brand new to them, really. But God has an agenda. God has a mission that he puts before them. And he's not going to let it go He's not going to let them gather and worship without accomplishing what he wants to have accomplished in his worship service, because God knows. He knows how tempting it was for the Israelites to look at their offerings, to look at their prayers, to look at their songs, to look at their worship attendance and say, that must be the whole point. The whole point of public worship must be me coming and giving a bunch of stuff to God and then going home. And he, God knows how tempting that is for us. So he wants us to know, yeah, I like your offerings. Yeah, I like your prayers. Yeah, I like your songs. But that's not the only thing. There's something I need you to know. There's something I need you to hear before you exit this room. He gives it to Moses. He says, tell Aaron and his sons... This is what I want them to say to the Israelites. Who are Aaron and his sons? They're the priests, they're the pastors, they're the worship leaders. This is a command about their church services. He says, God himself is saying, This is how I want you to do a church service. You're supposed to say this blessing to the Israelites. The Lord bless you. What does it mean to bless? We use that word so often. It's so simple, right? When God thinks about you and thinks about how he wants to treat you, may he treat you well. May he react to you positively. And don't miss how magnificent that is. That the holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty would do anything in your best interest is nothing but grace, is nothing but love and mercy for you. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he protect you you know from second to second moment by moment there are so many things that could go wrong among all the earthly tragedies that could happen satan and all his demons are chomping at the bit they want you they want to destroy you so the fact that we exist that we survive from one moment to the next is proof enough that god is protecting us because without it we would already be long gone the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. When God looks at you, may he make the face that your grandma made when she saw you finish your whole plate. May he make the face that a mom makes when she sees a video of something cute her son did four years ago. May he make the face your friend made when he was waiting for you at the bar, but you got into traffic, and you were taking so long, and finally you're there, and he's so excited to see you. Ah, there you are. May God make that face when he looks at you. May he be gracious to you. When God is doling out the blessings, may he not skimp with you. May he give you the lion's share may he do for you go above and beyond. When he's pouring from his pitcher of blessings into your cup, may he forget to look at how full it gets so that it runneth over. May God look upon you with favor. May God treat you like you're his favorite. May God give you peace. May God give you well-being. May God close all of the, all of the loops. May God make sure that everything is all right for you, in the end and these are wonderful blessings who would say that we shouldn't say this but i know how your heart might be reacting because i know how my heart reacts to hearing these blessings yeah wouldn't that be nice right when you look at a number of different translations of these verses you see all the translators they all struggle with this may the lord bless you the Lord bless you, the Lord blesses you, the Lord will bless you. They struggle with how to communicate it because we are so prone to take this as just a wish. Yeah, I hope God blesses you, and wouldn't it be nice if you could take it for granted that he does? Walking out of church today, is there any reason that you should say that this is how God is going to treat you? Yes, there is. You can take these blessings home for granted. You can take these as guarantees. And here's why. The reason you can take these blessings as guarantees is in the truth of the Trinity. This complex, hard-to-understand doctrine that God is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but He's not three different gods. He's just one God. But the Trinity is the guarantee that God will treat you this way. Because God the Father Created you, he gave you life. He's the reason you're here. He's the reason you're alive. He loves you as your heavenly Father, which is amazing to think. Because what have we done except for treat him selfishly, treat him arrogantly, turn our backs on him? If we were the sons, the daughters that walked out of the house and abandoned him, we estranged God. So God the Son had to act. Jesus Christ was born into our world, into this mess. And he lived in our place. He died in our place. He shed his blood to make your relationship with God right again, to remove the roadblock of your sin so that when God looks at you, he doesn't frown because he remembers all the ways you've hurt him, all the ways that you've sinned against him, but his face shines upon you because he sees nothing but Jesus' perfection when he looks at you. And if that weren't enough, God, the Holy Spirit, has entered your heart through faith. At your baptism, like this morning for Julian, the Holy Spirit made Julian's heart his home and will go with him all the days of his life, just like he does for you. How do you know God is with you? How do you know God cares about you? Because he's with you wherever you go, because he's in your heart through faith. And he strengthens that faith every time you hear the word, every time you read the word, every time you receive the Lord's Supper, every time you think about your baptism. That's how much God cares. He did everything to connect you to him. And he does everything to keep you connected to him. Do we have any grammar nerds among us? Any of you just get really excited about grammar? You just can't stop talking about grammar. Ooh, a predicate adjective, that's my favorite. A direct object, now we're talking, right? Anyone? No? It's not exactly exciting, except in this lesson from the Bible. I would like to talk grammar with you, if that's okay. In the Hebrew, when God is saying, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, He is not using the Texas y'all. You know what I mean? He's not standing before a group of people and saying, yeah, I hope this is what is true for all of you guys gathered here. He's using the singular. He's saying the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you. Be gracious to you. These blessings are just for you. Because what's God's agenda You are. What's God's mission? To love you. Are you excited about some of the songs we might sing? That's great. Be excited. We like singing. Singing is a part of it. Are you hoping that by the time this sermon is done, you've heard something brand new? You've heard something that can help you in your week? Yeah, duh. That's why I put work into the sermons. Are you excited to be confirmed? that's good. You've worked hard for this. We're looking forward to it too, but let's not make the mistake of thinking that these things are the main point. We work really hard at making a service every Sunday morning. I do, your office manager does, your church leaders do, your ushers, your elders, every one of us. We work hard at making a service that you can enjoy, that you can get something out of, but it always, that's always secondary to what God says here. Let God set the agenda, because this is his agenda. He wants to bless you, and he will. He wants to be gracious to you, and he is. He wants to make his face shine on you, and he will through Jesus Christ. God has some very clear objectives for this worship service, and that is to love you and to bless you and to stay with you forever. These are not just well wishes. These are not just hopes. May God do this for you. These are guarantees from your triune God. Amen.